code name. Right into it. How do I sound today? Okay. Yeah, it sounds great. It's, 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 it's music. It's music to my ears. It's almost like music. You know, the ears are the microphones of the brain. <laughs> Two code names. So I have a drinking strategy. This might be problematic, but today I have a drinking strategy. All right. My strategy is drinking. Is this your morning snack or is this pre morning snack? Uh, pre morning snack. My drinking strategy is drinking a glass of seltzer or a can of seltzer between every beer. Why? To keep myself hydrated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think. I think it's going to help me tomorrow, and but it's going to help me pee a lot today. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about uh, coconut water? You ever get on the coconut water? I've had it with you. I like it. It's great. But does, what do you think it does? What is the secret? I just think it's delicious, and it's—I <laughs> mean—it hydrates you like the water does, and it may have some electrolytes, but I, that's only for people who exercise. I don't—I I keep all my electrolytes tight inside. <laughs> never, never as an ounce of salt leaves your body. Nope, I'm not—I'm de- never desalted. <laughs> totally salmon. But I like the flavor, and what? Which which one do you like? Like, because they all taste very different to me. The coconut water. Yeah, which coconut water? I only had the one from you in the little like the boxy thing. Okay. It was in a box. Yeah. Um, I have since moved on from that one. Oh, oh my. And now I like the harmless coconut water. Can't hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's um sometimes it's pink in the bottle. Yeah. That's when you know it's really good. Oh yeah. So it it varies. The quality control. Yeah, that's it's one of the few products I've ever seen where you can see like eight bottles of it on the shelf and they are all a different color and they don't care. I used to get tiny boxes of Junior Mints from the, <laughs> from like the Halloween size. That's yeah. four exactly four mints per box. No, that is what you would think. I had variants. I think from three to eight. Really, in those boxes, Milk you know? Duds is always four exactly. Man, I don't know if it was just the the deliveries this one corner store got in Boston when I was in grad school, <laughs> but man, they had I like I remember the one time I got eight and they were jammed. You know how Junior Mint sometimes turn into this mass of like just goo because they're so packed in there. Yep. This stuff was just packed in there, and I like took a picture of it and somehow I, this was back in the early days of cell phones, and somehow sent a like a sound with the the picture and said doo, 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 doo. And it was like <laughs> the most junior mitts i ever had in a tiny box of junior mitts wow. ever it was amazing sent it to called name are you sure those are really junior mints and not like janier mints <laughs> or like junior months junior mints <laughs> junior with two n's <laughs> yeah yeah okay i'm ready for morning snack
All right. It's early. It's all snack. What have you got? Oh, just something stupid and silly. I, <laughs> today, um, I went to the Cape. Really? Yeah. I went to cool. uh, Dennis. I went to the um, Corporation Dennis. Beach. Okay. Corporation favorite. Beach? Yeah. It's an amazing beach. It's one of those Never. beaches that is super shallow so that high tide, there's like two feet of beach and low tide, there's like, you know, 100 yards of beach. Mm-hmm. Which is super fun. Then you have all the, the um, tide pools and stuff. Mm-hmm. But near there, there is a candy store that you could in these these difficult difficult times. They have curbside pickup, and uh, the kids really? love the candy store. But I always Do they have Johnny or Months. <laughs> no, so this is this is really on on theme. I'm kind of on a, like a real candy <laughs> theme today. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so we went to this candy store, and uh, I always get these. Uh, this is the old, oldest old people candy I ever, I ever get. And I, whenever I go to one of those candy stores, I get um, French burnt peanuts. Do you ever have those? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I ate a whole bag of French burnt peanuts, and it was like not a small bag of those mm. things. It was so. Did it, was it like in that little like? extra crunchy version of cellophane bag with yeah. like a yeah. red cardboard thing stapled over the top of it. And it's certainly not resealable and it just like rips <laughs> open and you can't rip it open in a way that the bag doesn't completely disintegrate as soon as you open it. So that it's the, like, it's the worst version of cellophane that they've ever had. They just never upgraded. Because French burnt peanuts are only from the 1920s and all of them are from then. <laughs> they made them all at once. <laughs> They're just going through their like the national reserve stores of yeah that's good so i have a bet with the kids whether or not because i ate a ton of them and they are very red and my tongue was very red i'm like (laughs) i'm like i had a bet with the kids whether or not tomorrow my poop is just going to be like bright red (laughs) (laughs) all those french burnt peanuts um well if you start if you if it starts coming out normal color just push really hard and maybe (laughs) start bleeding and make it red but that being said, I am very red because I first trip to the beach. I applied uh, sunscreen twice, but we were there for like five hours at the beach today. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, it wasn't enough. I don't know how it wasn't enough. You had to go every 90 minutes with like the 50. Yeah, I guess. But I've been like, I've been out crazy. in the sun. I think it's worse. What's worse? The sun. <laughs> it's, it's when evil. I was a kid, I never wore sunscreen. You're, you're, you're yeah, you're. You, I think you handle it well, though. Something about your genes somehow you uh because I'm swarthy. Yeah, kind of. But now, if I go out in the sun for 20 minutes, like I was out the other day for the first one of the first times, just at lunch, came down from working and went out in the backyard, and after five, ten, fifteen minutes, whatever, like my skin was all red and splotchy from too much sun. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, this crazy. Sun is stronger. Maybe it's, it's the uh, maybe it's a greenhouse effect. No, I think it's actually getting closer. It seems brighter. <laughs> yeah. So maybe. I just assume, you know. I think the Earth is slowly heading towards the sun. I think for like half of the year, that's true. Uh, maybe the Pink Floyd song, Set the Controls for the Heart of the Sun, was like a directive to someone that could <laughs> that can control the Earth orbit. And that's what they, they, they have controlled for the Earth's orbit. And it is Isn't that what like sun. Lost was about? Like some lever or some wheel or something. I didn't watch that show. They were all dead. 
<laughs> Spoiler, they were dead. <laughs> yeah, the ending was very disappointing. But man, that first season, it was so creepy and mysterious. I watched a little bit of that, yeah. I think I, apparently, I think I think morning snacks should just be about snacks now. <laughs> That's what I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ask you another question then. Go. How do you make s'mores? Uh, well, we don't. My family now does. We've invented independently, though. I found that they already existed on uh, other people. We made uh, s'morios. We take Oreos and then put our cooked marshmallows in between Oreos. That is something really? I then found on the internet, which people had already thought of. However, something I haven't found on the internet, we make fluffer nutter butters. We take nutter butter <laughs> cookies and put the <laughs> marshmallow in nutter butter cookies. It's fucking amazing. And you just, how are you, are you wrapping it in tinfoil and then throwing it in the fire? Or you no, no. We cook the marshmallow. Roast the marshmallow and then just sandwich it between. Then open the cookie uh-huh. like one dub. Are you doing this with double stuffs? We just use regular Oreos and regular nutter butters. See, I'm making double stuffs out of double stuffs. Oh. I'm twisting one half. I'm oh, just, yeah. I'm I'll cover up the double part. Yeah. I'm making the quadruple stuff. But when you talk, when you're that. putting a whole fat ass marshmallow in there, you don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you for, don't not for what you're stuff. talking about. No. And it, the it, closest it, thing I've ever done to what you're talking about is last time we were up at um, for Christmas in New York, mm-hmm. we were just wrapping Oreos in tinfoil and throwing them in the fireplace. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, but these uh, s'morios and fl- and I really am excited about the names for those things. I'm glad you asked because it's a t- <laughs> s'morios <laughs> and fluffer nutter butters. I was really proud of those. You know what we do for s'mores because I don't like graham cracker. Me neither. So what, what do? we do is um, we get those. They're like they're like the playing cards of cookies. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like a, it's like a, a profile of like a King. It's like a, like a sugar cookie or a, biscuit. Oh, yeah, 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 but, yeah. Uh, what do they call that stuff? Shortbread um, cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it has like a, a layer of chocolate on top of it yes, already. Yes. Yes. But it's like a King and a queen. It just looks like playing it's cards. Like pictures. On, yeah. Yeah. We use those. Okay. So it's the cookie and the chocolate already, already in there. Yeah. One thing. And it's a better cookie. I like yeah. a, I like a shortbread cookie better than a graham cracker. So. I would too. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. All right. I think we did morning snack. It's early. It's all snack. <laughs> we did it and we did it. Look how it's bookended by the by the thing. <laughs> I don't know how that became a thing. You worked so hard on these drops. You gotta get we gotta get your money's worth. <laughs> right. Oh, I had one thing to say for morning snack. Oh, we already did it. It's early. It's all snack. <laughs> back in. We're back in. Right back. You sucked right back in. Um a, about a year ago, I ordered this thing called mm-hmm. Origins Grateful Dead. Yeah. And it's like a graphic novel about like the origins of the Grateful Dead. Huh. And it's co- supposed to come with like a vinyl version of a show that's allegedly never been released, although you can find it on our archor- archive.org. Sure. Um, but it was supposed to ship like in April and it just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. And I really April hope last year. No, no, oh, no, this no. year. But I bought it over a year ago. It was like it'll Whoa. ship in April of 2020, and I bought it. A and long you knew time then ago. that it was, wasn't going to ship until April. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like a limited edition run that came with the vinyl, so I wanted yeah. the one with the vinyl. I can't kind of remember that. I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah. And I hope this thing ships. I really hope I didn't get scammed because it's just they keep pushing it back. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a real company that had like some cool other graphic novels and stuff, but yeah. 
Just get it together, man. Right? I, I mean, know there's hard? a COVID. I know there's a COVID. Yeah, but there wasn't a year ago. And you just all you have to do is press some vinyl and make a graphic novel. A lot of people are doing it. I could do it. Right. I could do it tomorrow. You want to tell? Would you do it tomorrow? I'll get it was you a, it. The <laughs> other thing is, it was a hundred bucks, and they billed you when you ordered it. Well, yeah, it's not like weird. they bill you when they ship it. Yeah. So if they never ship it, I'm like fucked. Especially a year out, like you think you'd wait, like bill later. Later, Bill. Right. It yeah. was almost like they did like a Kickstarter. Yeah. Without calling it that. Right. Pay now. We may do something later. Hey now. Pay now. Pay now. Pay now. Pay now. Pay <laughs> now. Yep. That's Ico Ico, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, which is better, the Cindy Lauper version or the Grateful Dead version of Ico Ico? I don't uh, care for the Grateful Dead version. Then I might have to go with Cindy Lauper on this one. <laughs> um, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> I don't care for that song in general. So I'm just. But the, if you had said the Grateful Dead, that also would have been the wrong answer. That's right. But let me add in for last. Add in the fact that Cindy Lauper did the theme song to Pee Wee's Playhouse. So maybe I'm right. She did the theme for Goonies. So maybe it's good enough. <laughs> good enough for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. It's a good one. So I was right. Turns out I was right. Uh but the best version is probably Dr. John. Mm, yeah. I like that. Who did the theme for Blossom? Yeah. And uh My opinion nation, the sun is gonna surely shine. Also <laughs> Curious George. <laughs> Curious Piano George what? PBS song, show. He did the theme song to that. Oh, how does that go? Um, There's a man with a monkey and a yellow hat. <laughs> yellow hat. Can yeah. you imagine that New Orleans jazz? If you're curious, it's curious George. That's how it goes. <laughs> For real. I don't know that at all. Yeah, yeah. But I can he, hear him singing it. Yeah, he really did it. It really did it. Anyway, we really we dove back in. We got too deep. We got too deep in. Uh, get out. Get out. Get back out. What does your pop screen smell like these days? It's early. It's all smell. <laughs> we can't get into that. We don't have time. Bookends. <laughs> Isn't that we, like a Paul Simon, Simon and Garfunkel album? Bookends? You mean the angry guy and the guy with the afro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> All right. We're going to start off differently this time. Okay. We're going to start off with the album cut. Yes, that's what I, I suggested this, and I had a good idea. Yep. <laughs> and so let's listen to the album cut. And this is one of those songs where, which I don't think is all that unusual with uh, The Dead, surprisingly, um, which is... Like they played it a little bit in concert, but the album recorded, recorded it for the album before they recorded it. Yeah, they, they really. I mean, this the, the the album recording is very early on it's in early. the process. It's a little snack. Um, and we're actually, it's interesting. What we'll do is we'll listen to the album cut, and then we'll listen to two different versions from the same month that they recorded the album. Oh, those okay. will be live ones, but before it was so album was really, released. Before it was released, yes. And but it was did, like the month they were recording this album. And they did road test it before it was recorded. Yeah, but like three months, like a, a, a handful of shows over three months or something like that. Before the recording. Before the recording. But then yeah. probably still playing it before it was released for a while after the recording as well. 
Oh yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Yep. It was, a, it was, it was in the rotation for sure. Yep, for sure. And that month I'm talking about is February of 1970. Okay. Which is the three weeks that they recorded. They were in the studio recording Working Man's Dead. I love that album. Every well, song. To it. Yeah. So laid back. All of my friends <laughs> come to see me last night. Every song from this album is really hard for me not to sing along with. Or something. I know. This and, and um, American Beauty are just fucking sing along. Yep, exactly. I was just, yep, exactly. Anybody know? Just his cadence on this, but he like flows into the lyric so smooth. The um, reverb on his vocals is incredible. So good. So warm. I'll uh, I'll focus on that. Just in the oh yeah. Oh man, it's deep too, right? It makes a Americana sort of song weird. Yeah, I don't think it's doubled. I think it's just the reverb. Yep, I think so too. Oh, so good. A little. drums are barely there. It's like, I think he's playing with brushes. Absolutely. I didn't think that needed to be said, but yeah. I apologize. <laughs> to me, what really holds the song down, but also gives it the weird feel to it, is uh, Phil's bass. Oh, yeah. Phil's bass is just holding it down. It's like, it's like a, for a lot of the song, it's like a heartbeat almost. It's like... Yeah. And where's where's like where's Bobby? They're both playing acoustic guitar. Are they both kind of going in and out of each other? It only sounds like one guitar to me. One more day, I find myself. Or it could be only Bobby. I don't know. Tomorrow, yeah, I'm only hearing one guitar too. Beneath the ground. Probably only one drummer. For sure. See here. Now it's doubled. Yes. This is a great bridge. I love it. Really this is. It is incredible. It's a really warm recording. Sun going up and then the sun going down. 
great harmonies. And my friends, yes. they come all around. Um, really good, right there, especially. Oh yeah? Goddamn, this is even stills, like living at his ranch for a little while. Yeah. And like that's where they really started to focus on. This pig pen? Mm. Right, pig so, pen and harmonica? Yeah, um, and I think that's where they kind of got hooked up on the harmonies. Yeah, yeah. That harmonica's really nice. Yep. This feels like sitting around a fire. So I'm telling you a yes. story. I mean, before the harmonica came in, but then that sealed it. Yep. How do you like your bat, Dusty? <laughs> Great organ. Yeah. Now, let's go. Yeah, just goes super straight ahead with it. Okay, keeps it moving. Oh yeah, the organ. Definitely Jerry on acoustic, though. Yeah, definitely. I, I I I didn't hear any Bobby in there. Maybe he wasn't there for some of it, but I I couldn't hear him when I when I actually when you called it to my attention and I started listening. Yeah. Um. So Black Peter. Yeah. Uh, one of those songs you never really feel like. I mean, they never really go out crazy on it, right? No. You know, it's not one of them you ever think. It's one of those kind of like straight ahead songs that they, it's just a great song and you you like the way they play it and I'm always happy to hear it. Yep. Um, but it's not one that you ever think about them really going out there on. Right. Um, However. It's, more, it's one of the, <laughs> no, I'm going to say it's one of those songs okay. instead that's really about um, the lyrics and the story. Yeah, and the feel of it, though. I mean, uh, you know, and, and though live, you know, it'll be interesting to hear live because I'm I'm actually pretty very familiar with the album version, but not that familiar with the live version. I, I can't recall. I'm sure when I hear it, it'll. But but I, I imagine they're not always playing it acoustic. First of all, and uh, right, and yeah. that's that was something that I was surprised to hear when I went back and listened to the album version, I was not expecting that it would be an acoustic version. Huh? Yeah. But, it, but then okay. hearing it all came flooding back and then yep. you realize like it just, it, it makes for a great acoustic song. Yeah. Um, but when I think of it in my head, I don't think of the acoustic version. So I was, okay. I was surprised that the version on the album was because I knew they had done some very famous acoustic versions of it, but I didn't yeah. think that it would be acoustic on the album. Maybe I also wasn't thinking about it being on Working Man's Dead either. But yeah, but I, I, if I had to guess, I would have thought it would have been on an earlier album. It has has a little bit of an earlier feel to me. 
Um, but it, I mean, it's, of course, it's workman's data fits there perfectly. Too, it's the but. Americana. And, and just like in here, like I hadn't really, you know, it's weird listening to it out of context. Like I never listened to that song on its own and, and it's going from one song to another song in, in, on the album. And I mostly am familiar with the album version for whatever reason. I just, I'm not as familiar with the live version. And, um, but I had never visualized that just a bunch of like dudes sitting around a fire like you know one with a guitar one with a harmonic obviously there's drums and organ in there but it just it just elicits this like sitting around the fire in a desert when you're like you know with horses and shit like it really i hadn't really thought of that before but just listening to it now really made me feel that yeah it it has and, and that's and that's one of the things i really want to talk about which is the feel that it has it yeah. if you had asked me did the grateful dead write the song i'd say no it's a traditional hmm because yeah. it just has that timeless feel that it, just it does. pure Americana that fucking this fucking um, <laughs> Hunter, this uh, uh, beatnik looking. Yeah. Um, just like a, a poet, I guess. It's just. Who could write China Cat, right? Who could write yeah, this like it, insane exactly. shit? And then he writes this. Yeah. It's just crazy. Well, yeah. And I and, know but that I mean, it could have it it been completely different if Jerry had put different music with it. Yeah. Um, but the music is that just burn air, burn air, burn air. I mean, that's so the whole laid song. Back. Yeah. That could be from the 1920s itself. Yes. Right? I mean, everything yeah. about this song is just so fucking Like that candy I ate today. It's old soul. Yeah. <laughs> Your Jenniers, Marts. <laughs> it is just so out of nowhere. It, it, no, never, but always. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. Like it's it's some weird version of Americana that never really existed, but is like, um, it's, it's just so, I don't know. I just never would have thought like that they wrote these songs. I never went back and looked to see who wrote these songs. And this is just, I don't know, it's just, it's just crazy. So I, I just, I can't imagine being able to write all of these amazing songs. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was the album version. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to play a version that, for me, um, was probably the first version that I ever heard. And I think a lot of people are going to be familiar with this version because but i think it's the right live version to play because it is stripped down and bare and you really get a feel for what jerry felt the song was because on this version it is just jerry and bobby playing that's huh. it wow is acoustic acoustic like the album yep from 21370 which 213 and 21470 are just historic shows in the yeah. history of the grateful dead this version of this song was actually on the bear's choice album that's why that's yeah. why i think a lot of people know this from bear's yeah. choice um but this is 21370 this is an acoustic set yes already good I 
Hear some thumping, like whether they're, it's their feet tapping or something, like keeping the right. beat. Someone's hitting the guitar body, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, sweet vocals. God, it doesn't get any better than that. And if I know from Sam and Jill. Almost the same level of reverb as the album. Jerry's only 28 while he's singing like this. Yeah. You hear the youth, Just but the, I don't know, old soul, but young old. voice. Plus, he's also playing the guitar. Yeah. But who can the weather this is a showcase for his brilliance on vocals. Just wanna have Jesus. a little peace to die and a friend or two I love and have. Man, this is just so dripping. I mean, with... they're just ripping this off live. But his, his his performance on the vocals is just so it's insane. Yeah. That you just go see a band play on some night in the middle of the week, and you just go hang out, and it's this is what happens when you show up. <laughs> Anyone who ever questions his ability to, to to sing is just has never heard this. There's a solo. Yeah. Bring it up in the mix. Yeah, it's a little low. Oh, that's so nice what Bobby plays there. Yeah, he's holding it down. I mean, no question. There's... Wish I could hear Jerry better. Yeah. He went into a closet. <laughs> it wasn't just studio magic and the I love no. the. It was he could he could fucking do it anytime he wanted. Apparently, I really thought that was like after 20 takes they got this for the studio, but I, this is incredible. One more day, I find myself alive tomorrow. Maybe go. Beneath 
the ground. That little interlude right there was like Count Basie, like big band stuff. Like, whatever yeah. that guy's name, Tommy Dorsey shit. I mean, that, that, that little run weird jazz chord they did. Yeah. Great bridge. Leads up to this day. And it's just like any other day that's one of those acoustics is really boomy. Sun going up and down. The sun it going down. Shine Show tuning. And my friends, they come like you could wow. imagine somebody like on Broadway, like sitting in a bed with a spotlight on them singing yeah. this song. That's but it, it also has that like we've talked about that high lonesome sound before. It's not twangy, it's not country, but he's just achieving that same mood. Mournful, right? Yeah. That transition's so good there too. This recording is amazing too. Bear. Yeah. The people might know, but the people don't care. Yeah. I mean, this part's just straight blues, right? Yeah. As poor as me. And then they go away from the blues and they start playing these weird jazz chords. Yeah. Or at least it sounds jazzy in the transition. It, it could be regular chords. I have no idea. But, but it just sound. sounds so, it, but it's so Americana. There's like no that question. Right there, that, yeah. It's not like it's the 7th. That's just got like a 9 and an 11 or a 13. Right? I mean, it's, <laughs> this one. Maybe that's just a 7. I don't know. A 25th. What do I know? <laughs> I don't know. It's never been clear. Well, I hadn't heard that before, and it was really incredible and moving. And man, it just like having being so familiar with the album version, hearing him pull it off. Like, like I said, I really thought if, if someone had asked me how many takes did it take Jerry to get that vocal performance on Black Peter on Working Man's Dead, I was at like twenty, you know, just to get that. But but apparently he could just rip one out any old fucking time he wanted. I mean, not that I, you know, this show. I'm sure it's great. Like you said, it's well known. But man, that was just, it was really, re- you know, surprisingly, my mother and I have talked about Jerry Garcia's singing voice and she's a singer and she like performs in the Buffalo Choral Arts group and like she's, you know, whatever. And she just she doesn't feel like Jerry can stay on key very well or whatever. I don't know what her deal really? is with Jerry, okay. but I'm, but she's listened to it and just not impressed. But I, she's obviously never heard this. You know what I mean? Not that my mom's a huge deadhead, but um, this anyone who questions Jerry's ability to deliver a uh, technically and 
uh, every in every other way solid vocal performance like that that was it he, he did it so you admit now you have to fight your mom yeah physically yeah <laughs> I just wish I can't believe like a, I mean, I wouldn't have started the podcast if I had known like 10 episodes in you were going to end up having to fight your mom as a result of it. She's the only one listening. And now I wish I know <laughs> I wish we had never done this, but given the current facts, here we are. It's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. So that was two thirteen seventy. 70. Mm-hmm. So, same month they recorded the album cut. Yeah. Let's go back nine days to 2 2 1970. And let's hear, let's hear an electric version. Yeah. From the same exact, like, same, like, two week period. Sure. I mean, same feel. It really doesn't. The yep. transition doesn't hurt it much in that way. That you can hear that better on the electric. Yeah. That. <laughs> better sustain All the electric. I was laying in my bed and dying. Almost more twang to his voice here. I was gonna say this this is one of those versions where people talk about that. Sometimes Jerry sings it like the main guy is a, is a super sympathetic character. Yeah. And you really feel for him. Yeah. And sometimes you get the feeling that Jerry's laughing at him and making fun of him. Yeah. And this is one of those versions where you feel like Jerry's like making fun of him. He's being like like the guy's just a, a drama, you know, like a melodra- melodramatic. Yeah. This has that vibe to me. Except for the bridge, right? I mean, but the whole, yeah, well, anyway. Just we'll into later. in the wind came squalling it's like sometimes you can't even hear the guitars like they're so dynamic yeah it's it's really about the vocal performance and really you know what else is there there's i feel like there's phil's bass and then a little bit of guitar and then like amazing vocal performance a little piece to it's almost like they took a James Brown song and are playing it at like 25% speed. <laughs> like the guitars in the back are kind of stabby and weird. I know what you mean. Yeah, like the, the, yeah. the guitars especially. Up, yeah. yeah. The dynamics are nice though. With Jerry's the, like, tone. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, Phil. If, if, if he goes into a solo here. Screaming. Wow. 
come on, dude. Love that. Jump right out in front there. Wow, dude. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. And that E string is so farty. How does he do that? So good. Yeah. Really builds the intensity. <laughs> now you can't hear the instruments anymore. No. It's crazy. Yeah, it is kind of like mocking, right? Like, isn't it? Roll on up, gonna roll back down. But it always sounded kind of flippant to me in a way. One more day. I agree that the because I I agree that the I studio version has this vibe to it. Yes. If that's the one that you paid attention to, yep. That one absolutely has this kind of vibe to it. Less so in the first live version we listened to. Yeah, much much I say much less. So, yeah. The acoustic versions don't seem to didn't seem to have that version that but the um, yeah, the album one definitely has that. Uh, yeah, and it's also acoustic. Yeah. See here how everything leads up to this day. I always feel like it got more serious at this point, though. And it's just like any other day that's ever been. I just smashed my head into my microphone. <laughs> so if you can hear it on the rock out, out. <laughs> And my friends they come around. Thought there'd be some vocal harmonies there. Not as flippant at this point, though, right? No, not that part. It really didn't have that feel to it. That's what I've, that's, see? Predicted it. Called it. The people may know, but the this line is op uh, yeah. People don't care. I think that is indicative of what we're talking about. That a man could be as poor as me. Take a look at poor Peter. It's like Phil is really holding it down, holding the changes, you know? He really is. In, in pain. Kind of a higher tone for him too not not real low end 
Let's go run and sing. Run and sing. Run and sing. Can you see like the wave file for the song? The dynamics in it are so obvious. Yeah, from I was going to say. Nothing to like a lot of stuff. Bill was playing the perfect counterpoint to every single thing Jerry was doing there. It, it just gave it such a crazy feel to it. And Jerry taking it from that low end, like growl up to that high, like finesse. Crazy. That transition was so like instantaneous. By stretching it out here is awesome. going on in that one it was a lot I felt, that was fun yeah. that, that yeah. was a fun one yeah i like how they stretched it out at the end there and i beg your pardon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i beg your pardon <laughs> a little chatty chatty <laughs> a little banter yeah you know and again similar to what i was saying about the misperception of jerry's vocal capabilities in his solos on this song, I think a lot of people feel like Jerry is often playing a lot of notes and up in the meadly meadly notes, but and, and you know, and sometimes he was. But in this one, man, he's really it's just it's just low and slow and you know, it's full of soul. Mm-hmm. Low and slow and full of soul. It's slow and low. Let yourself go. Yeah. Slow but, but, and low, that is the tempo. Isn't that yeah, what it is? Yeah. But he's not He's not playing, but you know, I mean, because I feel like a lot of people think Where's he's up sweet and low. <laughs> That's a... Slow and low. Yeah. Um, low and slow. Barbecue. Yeah. Um, 
Right, but you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of his soloing style, I think there's a perception. yes. He got a lot of use out of that loose, loose rubber band <laughs> e string that he had. Yeah, that but I that's not loved. always his his mo. It, it, I think it shows his it shows his uh, range where he's not just playing fast and but he was bending right. the fuck out of it and and, and and a lot of bends very soulful. so good yeah so good i don't even the, that's their thing we talk a lot about his bends and i don't think i understand what he's doing on those bends i don't i play a little bit of guitar and i don't think i know how he's getting the, the way he transitions between notes specifically on those bends i don't know it just it's unique. One of the things I, I think that he does that has such a great sound and it's so Jerry, because I'm not, I mean, maybe other people do it. I don't know. But it, when he does it, it just sounds so unique is when he, instead of just going down to the root note, he goes down. If he's going down, he'll go down past the root note and bend up into the root. He never just plays the root. He yeah. takes the low, he bends into the root. Word. Which just sounds awesome. It just yep. gives it that like, like you think it's going to hit and then it's like, <laughs> like, cause it's not right on the beat cause he bends it in. It's like, you think it's going to go boom, but it goes. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. That's, that's the first, uh, electric version we've heard. Electronic. Yep. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so the next one we're going to hear, um, is oh. front. What? Sorry, my, my, I, I, always turn, I always turn on my um my uh, lava lamp for this because mm-hmm. you know I have a guitar lamp and a lava lamp and they are in my recording area, but the lava lamp is spiky right now. How do you get spikes <laughs> out of a lava lamp? It's got spikes. Usually it's just blobs, but now it's spikes. All right, sorry. Uh, let's go to the Europe seventy two tour. Yeah. Jump ahead. 524.72. Strand Lyceum. I wouldn't be We've definitely seen shows, listened to the shows from this stand before. I don't know if we've listened to yeah. something from 524 because there were like two or three shows. I think three shows they played there. Um, but anyway, we're going to jump ahead and let's listen to what it sounded like, uh, you know, two years later. Slower. Yeah, it is slower. Phil taking the lead. Yeah, right off the bat. Kind of up front. More organ up front here. And more organ in the mix, I should say. Whatever, I was dying. Cool. The organ adds a lot for me here. Mm-hmm. Makes it okay that it's a slow. Although I think this is pretty commensurate with the album tempo. 
just in the wind. Smoky, this version. Yeah. But who the For keyboard corner, it'd be important. I think it'd be cool to know who's playing on this, right? Because both Keith and Pigpen were here, right? Yes, they were both on the tour. I feel like if Pig would be on this song, if, if any song, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like Pig would do this one. I agree. I, I think it's probably Pig. I also think that. It's got a real Pig feel to it. This is Wheelhouse. Yeah. This Hen House. This hen House, Outhouse, Doghouse. <laughs> on like an effect to get a little more up front there like a distortion I don't think so I think he was just playing his at the point just playing alligator cranked up he had the stratoblaster built into it so it did have a little bit of a preamp just driving those fender I think he played fender twins just cranking them just playing a little harder just picking a little harder you think yeah I think he crank the amp up as loud as it'll go and you control like the crunch with your volume knob. Yeah. Phil's still holding it down too. not doing anything crazy you know it's not like one of those songs where we're like oh, how is he doing this it, but it, you yeah, know it's no, just the whole band together is just yeah and it's just a groove yeah and to groove this slow ain't easy
a monster. Yeah. <laughs> he just walked in up from the basement to the attic. <laughs> I like the, the, this is the first time we've heard harmonies on this, right? Since the album. It's the album, yeah. Nice, nice. Definitely Phil. Oh, that note. That note Jerry played there, wow. I like the harmonies. It's good. And Jerry hasn't lost a step at any of these performances on the vocals, really. I mean, it's, it's no, he all... has not at all. They they have all been stellar, and maybe that's why these versions are known as being so great. And there were some stinkers, but yeah, I mean, these have all been amazing. I just feel like this this song is the maybe it's the register, maybe it's the the feel of it but whatever reason like his vocals are really this is right in his zone or the even the theme or the lyrics I don't know oh that there's piano there too that piano was incredible there it was really weird for a minute beyond this. Keith doing a little bit of piano. There's a moment there when they when he would the run in C lyric where it had this weird carnival like the 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 piano came in and I hadn't really heard it before at all in the in that version and it came in and made this weird like little uh, descending thing and it sounded hmm. really cool. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that was great. I you know I I think like I was saying this song is clearly somehow. Just very much, whether it's lyrically, so you can put soul into it, or uh, the register it's in, or the notes it's in, and the, whatever it fits right in his his uh, wheelhouse for for lyric for vocals. What? I don't know what's going on. You're in charge of this. <laughs> Is that the end of? <laughs> it's it's yeah, because not gone to the next song yet. <laughs> It's still, oh, it's still going. going. Still going. You can you could stop it at any point. At any point, <laughs> you could just curious. make it stop. How curious. Very curious. Curious enough to not stop it. <laughs> Alright, I'm stopping it. Thank God. There's a lot of fuzz in there. <laughs> it was a lot of fuzz. Um, all right. Lyrics. 
Yeah. What does the song mean to you when you hear to, that song? To me, it's 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 complicated. <laughs> but but you know, I, it it is at like you've been saying, and and I agree. There is a flippancy about the plight of a poor dying person who is dying partly through faults of their own. And the, especially the, the main verse and chorus are, can, can be flippant about that. But then when you get to the bridge, it's, you often feel like, uh, you know, then you start to, to just see the human factor, the, the human suffering that's going on. And uh, that resonates but it all, but it feels very kind of just like if you were to write lyrics to this song and you heard those chords that you might think you're like just lazing down a river on a canoe with a fishing pole, but it's somebody fucking dying. And, and so that's why sometimes it comes off as flippant. And it's surprising sometimes that it doesn't. Um, because of the fuel of the song. But but that's yeah, that's that's what I think. Here's my take on it. Oh. And what? <laughs> well, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different than mine. Mine's great. <laughs> mine is that it's the same narrator throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. But the verses are the parts that he says to other people. Okay, that's him telling the story to other people. Sounds like conspiracy theory. The bridge is what he actually thinks and will admit to him only to himself. Yeah, no, I that's why it has that different feel. So I don't think that is at all at odds with what I was saying. No, it's just it's just a step. It's just a level up from what you were saying. It's it's a level of of bullshit. (laughs) Now listen. So so the first verse. So he's saying. The first verse, he's okay, he just lays it right out for you. All my friends come to see me last night. I was laying in my bed and dying. Yeah. And you don't know if he's trustworthy or not, right? right. At that point. And then the next one, one of the greatest names of all time. The next line is Annie Banu from yeah. Saint Angel. Say, the weather down here is so fine. <laughs> I mean, that seems like what he's saying is either either it's really true. That he's dying and his friends are just come around and talk about the weather. Or he's trying to make his situation seem worse than it really is by telling a crazy story. Yeah. Uh, how he's laying in his bed dying and all his friends are around. And one of them is this woman, Annie Banu. And she's like, oh, the weather here is so nice. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And the next line, he says, fever rolls up to 105. Roll on up. It's going to roll back down. One more day I find myself alive. Tomorrow, maybe go beneath the ground. Yeah. Great verse. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, you can imagine on the one hand, it's um, his fever goes up, it comes down, it goes up, it comes down. Maybe get better, maybe die. Yeah. Maybe get better, maybe die. Again, he could be just saying that. Again, you can imagine somebody who's trying to garner sympathy, like telling that story to somebody like, oh, yeah, yeah, yesterday was under five, but tomorrow, you know, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you get to the, so all that stuff's very flippant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then the next verse is the bridge is extremely introspective and 
real, where he says, see here how everything lead up to this day, and it's just like any other day that's ever been. I mean, he's really depressed by that. Like, I've right. been trying to, you know, try, trying to do some stuff. I have to, like, fake to get attention. Well, um, I think it's the, the I, I think it's the realizing your insignificance in the universe. Like, yeah, I'm dying, but the world around me is going on. Could mean like, that. Not, it could mean that with respect to the world, like, actually when talking about the sun. Or, again, right. he may be talking about his friends. Like, that they're yeah. just, like, treating it like any other day. And it's, it, that hurts him. But it's kind of the same thing, right? I mean, either either everyone else is going on without you because they have to, or you know, yeah, the, the world's just moving. Either way, the world's moving on without this person that's not going to be there, right? And then and then he goes right back to it. Well, the people may know, but the people don't care that a man could be as poor as me. Take a look, and then he's like quoting, like he's quoting the other people. Oh, take a look at poor Peter. He's lying in pain. Let's go run and see him. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that. Yeah, uh, let's just, right I'd like to comment. Your, your voice is editorial. That your tone. For sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, um, woe is me, or is it really a, a story that's really super sad? I, I think Jerry's saying it both ways. Yeah, right? Well, but the to me, the bridge always sounded sad. And almost invariably. I think the uh, verse... Right. And, and, in either, and in either story, it would be, because that's the verse of, of absolute truth in both of them, and yes. sad truth. Right. Yep. Jump ahead? Yes. October 29, 1977. Hmm. This is a pretty... There seems to be a lot of consensus around the greatness of this version. <laughs> awesome. So let but me there's build a lot of, But there's a lot of fill. Uh, we'll see. Maybe he's dropping some bombs on the... <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> no way. It's amazing. I loved it. Why don't you like it? Still slow. Yeah. thing sounds more distant the recording wise yeah piano no organ mm-hmm. sounds like it might be an electric piano though maybe it traveled with a grand yeah i think it's i think it's a regular piano I know what you're saying, though. It is a little weird. It's a little off. It's a little weird, but maybe it, I was going leaning more towards you then. <laughs> oh, those stabby little chords. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mickey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> He's all about that tambourine. Um, not gonna be able to focus on anything else now. <laughs> Shit. 
Fucking, fucking Mickey. Could be Donna. No, maybe. It's a lot of tambourine. Doesn't sound as rhythmic as Mickey might be. Did she do that? Who's going to stop her? <laughs> oh, a little stuff Jerry's adding in there, a little bend. Some harmonics. Mm-hmm. Call it out when you hear it. Got to. That's, that's what we do here. <laughs> I'm only, I'm hearing like twelve tambourines and nothing else. <laughs> it's so much tambourine. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can only suspect the involvement of Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> There's so much tambourine. <laughs> Oh, thank God. Oh, that was Hawaiian. Yeah. Full of poi. He's a poi slide boy. Guitar. Is it? Yeah, he's playing slide, dude. Oh, yeah. How often did Jerry do that? He played some slide. I don't remember much of it. Solo on Candyman in the early days used to be slide. Yeah, yes. He's pretty good at it, turns out. Mm-hmm. He's no sky dog, but good. I'm going to assume that's a good thing. Sky Dog was the nickname for uh, Dwayne Allman. Oh. Well then, okay, take it back. <laughs> well, you know, Dwayne Allman's pretty good at the slide. Yeah, kind of good at that. Sky Dog. Yeah, well, I didn't make it up. Is there anything you can do about it, though? <laughs> I'm gonna change it. You ever just listen to a song and, and just hear a lot of tambourine? <laughs> you ever hear only tambourine? <laughs> oh, it stopped. Where'd it go? I hear the absence of tambourine now. Only. <laughs> Why did it stop? Completely gone. This is completely gone for no reason. Tambourine down. <laughs> this just fell down. <laughs> Oh, it's back. Briefly. Somebody get a medic. (laughs) (laughs) 
Not as much fill in the mix as I thought there would be for a 77. Nope. Yeah, that's nice. Those vocal harmonies. drums sound real nice too just the the sound of the drums how does he get his guitar to sound so awesome yeah i don't know i really miss the organ though you need the long legato hold of the organ such a broken record on that shit but I'm also right, in this case especially. Kind of like a just organ in there. Or accordion would sound awesome. You know? Seriously, at least you can hold it. Yeah, I'm not joking. No, I'm, I know. Phil's laying down some more stuff now. Really nice. Soft the people, landing. the people know. People don't care, but the people know. <laughs> Again, the guitars are almost silent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you hear what Bobby just did there? Yeah. There's a bee in his guitar. <laughs> There's a bee in his bonnet. The snake in his boot. Shit, that means somebody poisoned the water hole. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's no instruments. Crazy. Yeah, their, their dynamics are incredible here. And the drums are just great. The drums the only thing keeping it going. Otherwise, you wouldn't yeah. even know there was a song going on here. <laughs> Phil, got some building it up a little bit. Like when he runs it down like that, just builds it up so much. Yeah, this is good. All those drums. It's like a horse galloping in slow motion. Yeah. That's real nice. Oh, dirty! Yeah. Oh, 
great reverb and dirt on the guitar. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Drums are doing it with Jerry. Phil's just holding it real slow and low. The drums are really building it up with Jerry. Isn't that weird seventh chord that Bobby's playing? Whatever. It's like chromatic run. Oh yeah. Yeah, Bernie Oon, Bernie Oon. Dude, you know what Phil's doing? This is a peak. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh yeah, that's that that's that chromatic drop. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't end it. <laughs> like double time. Jerry was trying to end it, and then no one else would end it, and then he just kept going. <laughs> Jerry's like, all right, now I'm done. <laughs> I, I gave you guys the chance to end the song. You didn't take it. Now it's over, motherfuckers. Yeah, it may have fallen a little bit apart at the end there, but the very end. Oh, but yeah, but come on. Tip, but that was, I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah. It gets yeah. slower and slower and slower. Seems like. Jerry's like, I gave you the, I told you, you gave the chance to end it. You guys didn't take it. Now we're done. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, I, I still have to feel like, I didn't feel like the piano was adding much. A lot of times it was almost doing, uh, doubling what Bobby was doing and, and, and doing some little chord stabs and stuff. And it just didn't have that. You got to have those long holds of those drawn out organ notes to make the, to bring out the soul. I just don't know how you move away from that. Why would Keith do that? It makes me wonder if he even like had keyboards. Other, <laughs> or did he, he just have the piano? He played I organ, like didn't he? He had keyboards. He must have had other stuff. Why wouldn't you play the keyboard on that song? No, why wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, Hammond organ was what was if done. If you have anything song. other than an actual piano, why wouldn't you play it? I don't know. If you had an organ, why wouldn't you play it? Right. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't I have know. I have to assume he didn't have one. Uh, maybe. But yeah, maybe traveling to Europe. Who knows? But it seems like they could afford it. You know? I mean, who knows? Oh, that was 77, my friend. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I thought I got confused. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was then. the field house at North Illinois University. Did we talk about that? Nope. We, okay. That's 102977. This is the field cool. house at Northern yeah. Illinois University. No, it was really great. Alba. I loved the, the there was some some luscious moments on the vocal harmonies, just in some of the transitions from like the out of the uh bridge to the verse, just like really smooth. And uh Jerry's guitar sounded great. You know, that solo at the end there was really intense. And Phil doing some weird shit at the end there was really cool. Uh yeah, it's great. Um what's interesting is that it is almost almost invariably a second set song. Okay. Huh. No I would have thought more first set. Yeah, it's it's usually like a come down song after some crazy the shit has happened. Shit. Yeah. Um they just or and there's a couple where it's been like earlier in the second set, but and there was a while there in the in the early days where it was like more than once they did a wake up little Susie into Black Peter. I don't like that. <laughs> All right. Let's jump ahead. Yeah. Jump ahead to December of 81. Madison, yeah. Wisconsin, Dane County Coliseum. Mm hmm. Apparently, before the show, there was a huge snowstorm. Okay. That's it. Okay. Out of trucking. A little more up tempo, feel a little more energy in it, maybe. Oh yeah, good organ sound. It is really nice. All of my friends. <laughs> yeah. I was in my bed and I. It's like the keyboard is doing like the background harmonies. Yeah. Yep. With a down here. So fast. A lot of these 80s shows, it sounds like the lyrics are really up front. Almost like a um, ballpark organ sound. Yeah, that for sure. Just in the wind keeps going through the door. <laughs> Whoa, what's that? <laughs> no, the baby is a baby crying. You didn't hear no baby crying. An alien flying up in this spaceship. 
just want to have a little peace to die and a friend or two I love Jerry's vocals really don't sound that different no they're still very very sweet but not as different as other songs have sounded from this time period. <laughs> Bobby's doing some not crazy shit. Yeah, but not playing like a lot of notes or anything. Still doing it slow, high and slow. Oh man, that organ. That was so good. Yeah, that sweep. Sweep, sweep. Distortion pedal. Yeah. Was using there. I mean, what he was playing was awesome, but man, that fucking distortion tone was not good. Fever Probably was. I mean, I loved it, but it just, <laughs> at the very end, I was like, English. One more day I find myself. I'd be able to sustain those organ notes like that. It just makes the whole thing. It doesn't really. How does his voice sound the same in 1970 and 1981? I don't know. Real harmonies. Really tight harmonies.
have epic energy here. Yelling at them. Let's go run and see. The slide is like Bobby's slide is half the way up on the neck the whole time. I love what he's playing. I just don't love this tone. No, the I think it is that like DS1 sort of distortion. It's a little too much.
That's not like they might be going into I Know You Rider. I Know You Rider. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's see what they're actually doing. <clears throat> we both called it. Could we be around wrong? Around and around. Boo, we were terribly wrong. We were wrong. But um, we said it at the same time. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, we both thought it. Yeah. We both thought it for sure. Uh, What about that one? A lot of fun. Super good. Really fun. I mean, it really was. And the, yeah. uh, the keyboards just really gave it a lot of life. It really did. And the energy at the end... Largely due to Jerry and bringing it, like really uh, bringing the energy in and doing that shuffle feel was a lot of fun too. Yeah, that was wild. That was wild. And Um, that crazy crap that Bobby was doing on the slide. (laughs) So bizarre. Yeah. Very bizarre. So um, just one left. Okay. Okay. You know, I thought about doing one from the late 80s, but I figured, you know, let's let's do one. Go right. 90. Right. Yeah. Okay. Guy from the tubes? Um, well, this is 325.90, so no. So this is still, still Brent. Last, okay. you know, last days of Brent. Yeah. Um, Brent's last days. Yeah. But 90, so a good year, right? So mm-hmm. could be good. We'll see. Could be good. This is, uh, oh, this is, um, March 25th, 90. So this is the Knickerbocker Arena, and there was a a, a CD released called Dozen at the Nick. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is that kind of, this is that show. Okay. So, um, Dozen at the Nick. 325.90, Knickerbocker Arena, Albany, New York. This is Black Peter <clears throat> coming out of going down the road feeling bad. Hmm. And they were at the very end of the set, too. Yeah. Um, so... They had going down the road into Black Peter, close it out with again around and around and around. Go. I know it took me a long time to find it. A little bit hard to keep up the energy for this show when the song is so laid back. Yeah, it involves you. I mean, for me and us. Oh, <laughs> right now, yeah, I get you. <laughs> Old Jerry. Yeah. Still in his wheelhouse, though. Yeah. At some point, so really, you couldn't tell the difference. I mean, yeah, sometimes you can, but like, if you listen to like a little snippet of it, you'd be like, hey, it's early, Jerry. Mm-hmm. It just really is right in his. Yeah. And the song is just timeless. Yeah, it doesn't change. Never got 80s defied or 90s defied or anything. Or 70s. Just in the wind. Yeah, 
if you're, uh, Bobby, Bobby Bobby's still playing that slide. Yeah. Yeah. He's gotten really good at it. Yeah. But who can the weather <laughs> it's, it almost sounds like a lab steal <laughs> for a minute there. Yeah, a little whammy action. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, what he's playing is awesome, but the tone. I'm trying to stay positive. I mean, the rest of it's great. The drumming feels very lazy. Yeah, not too much going on with that. Brent and Phil still doing doing it to it though. Yeah, definitely. That little walk up the organ is doing is nice. Yeah. Sisyphus. <laughs> or a fever. These recordings are pretty good, though, too, from this time. Yeah. It's all soundboard. Yeah, so good heart, man. 
really is a great song. And it doesn't, I was just thinking, like, it, Jerry's vocals don't really lose much soul. I mean, you know, it's been 20 years. Yep. Fucking 20 years. And he's still singing it like, like he's Black Peter. He's inhabiting the song. Mm-hmm. Bobby just did it. So good. You can do it again. You can do it again. He did it. He did the thing. I just, you know, listening to what Jerry was playing with, like, we talked about this before, with Grisman and stuff after this, this is just right in that wheelhouse of what he was still super into at this time period. I mean, he's definitely not mailing it in. No, and I think it's just, it fits right in there with what he never lost interest in, was this Americana and this... Yeah. Yeah, you really think about was. Like, songs he was writing in the later days, like Liberty and yeah. obviously more upbeat, but it has that same kind of timeless yeah, kind of Americana feel to it. Yeah, it is crazy. He's doing a lot of vibrato with his nose. With his nose? Bending. With his notes. It's kind of like, you know, bending him into like a... I have no idea what you just said. He was uh, what did you like, just say? He's doing a vibrato with his guitar, all the like the notes. He was doing more vibrato than I'm used to, not just bending, right. but going, like, you know, like uh, <laughs> holding his notes. And but I, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't discern a single syllable of whatever it was no, you just said. Sorry, well, that's no, fine. I'm with you yeah, now. Cool, yeah. I can hear you now, buddy. Yeah, good. All right, yeah. So, uh, keyboard corner. <laughs> Back from the tubes. Yeah. Keyboards, right? Very important. Yeah. I, just because there's not that much going on in the song. And, and sometimes 
it seems like everybody just drops out. <laughs> like every the instruments are gone. But uh, organ just again. I mean, I always you know this is just a personal mm-hmm. preference. But again, this song from Pigpen to Brent, I feel like is a real and often there's this connection between Pigpen and Brent. We said this before. Brent seems to go back to what Pigpen was doing when Keith has changed it up. Uh, yeah, without a f- doubt. Yeah, often from going from organ to piano with Keith and then back to organ with Brent. And uh, I love what Pigpen was doing. It's a little more understated than what Brent was doing. Brent kind of is live. Brent really was punching it up, and especially in that 81 version we listened to. Brent was really busy, but it was awesome. You're doing a lot of sweeps, like up and like from the low mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and from high mm-hmm. down and just sweeping it. Up those, and down. I mean that the, he just pulled those off so perfectly. They were just yeah. great in the mix. Yeah, everything about those just sounded awesome. Yeah, it was super good. Um, yeah. So you know, I think that I don't know. If there's not much else to say about it, but uh, well, what I what I would say is that um, that that great version that Brent played. There were so many different organ sounds. There was that that long sustained warbly i don't call that is that the hammond is that what that yeah, is it's all hammond yeah hammond but then yeah. there were some times he was either doing that and doing this other thing or just doing this other thing which is that kind of real chunky sound that organ sound where it's like something's like sliding open and sliding and close i don't know if that's like roads yeah. or whatever that sound is it's like super chunky yep um and almost like a like real breathy mm-hmm. um there was that one in it too, and he was going back and forth between them, and it sounded awesome. I think you're just pulling out different draw bars. You know about the draw bars on the Hammond, right? Where you pull the yes. different, yeah. Yep. And so I think he's pulling different draw bars, and then he's definitely the, I had the Leslie speaker going from you know not very quick to like as he's building up energy to to speeding up the Leslie rotation. Um, but yeah, but it was it was great, really cool. Yeah, the um, this. I wanted to pick, so this time I wanted to do a slow song. Yeah. I was thinking about some, what what slow song to do. Um, and then I was listening to a couple options, and then I heard this one, and I and I heard the keyboards in it, and I was like, yeah, this will yeah. be a good one. This no, that's awesome. And it's great to go from the acoustic version, both in the album and the first live version we listened to. And that, man, I can't even express how uh, impressed I was and moved by the first vocal performance live that we heard on this it was just yeah incredible. that was the bear's choice was, version which was just, just incredible awesome yeah yeah, yeah. those and, two shows 213 and 21470 they're famous classic shows but if you haven't heard them definitely listen to them they're just yeah amazing amazing shows. yeah and that was amazing and um but then the but then i expected the vocal performance to take a bit of a dive as it went on but it never really did it never did he he really I mean it wasn't quite the same by the time it came around to ninety in terms of just his vocal capabilities, mm-hmm. but in terms of soul and really performance, it was just uh it was really good. Yeah, and again, this may be self-selecting because we pick the ones that are great and Jerry's gonna yeah. sing great on the versions that are great, but yeah. I mean, you never got the feeling he was mailing it in in any of these versions. No, but just the fact that he was capable of that in 1990, just still yeah. having that, you know, it's not even just the fact that it's, it's a great 90s version, but it's it's 
still really great objectively as a vocal performance. Something that we talked about was Hunter and, and this album uh, and as a as a pair with American Beauty and the Americana that is American Beauty and Working Man's Dead and Hunter being able to write a song like this when he can also write songs like crazy shit like uh, you know Dark Star or China Cat. Um, but this was, I think, right at this period, from what I understand, was Hunter's Americana thing. And Hunter himself, from from what I've heard and read, was trying to convince the dead to do a trilogy of American, great American albums, including an album after Working Man's Dead to f- complete the trilogy, because he was so into writing this kind of stuff. I think Working Man came out first. So it was Sorry. after American Beauty. Uh, what you mean? You mean after American Beauty? Yes, whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'm saying to to, to complete a trilogy of uh, American albums, Hunter was trying to do that, but um, the Dead wanted to move on to something else. Mm, I never heard that. Yeah, uh, but I think that indicates his influence that he w- he really wanted to be doing that. Well, I heard a story about how this song was written. I don't know if it's true or not. But apparently in June of 1969, Robert Hunter uh, drank some apple juice that was dosed with so much crystal LSD, like approximated that $50,000 worth, yeah. um, that, that you could actually taste it when you drank the juice, Ugh. says Phil Lesh. Okay. So during that time... Um, the band went on to play, even though they couldn't really see straight. Yeah. And Robert Hunter, who was on, who was traveling with them at that point, um, hallucinated blood pouring from Janis Joplin's mouth and experienced every assassination he knew of, dying with JFK and with Lincoln, among other many other deaths. Okay. <laughs> and so he was just like dying over and over and over again with the same frequency of sunrises and sunsets. Huh. That's the story I read Wait. on the internet. So Janis Joplin was actually there and he saw this on her or he was just seeing her as hallucinating her as well. Was, uh, I think it was like a dream he was having. Okay. Um, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Which I don't know if it's true. It's just what yeah. I heard. Right. Yeah. Um, Black Peter, very quickly. Apparently, there's some um, in the Netherlands, like on Christmas. Yes. Yep. uh, I know about Black Peter. Nicholas, and then like he gives the toys, and then there's like these little. um, He's like Krampus. Yeah. But he like gives like, um, he like brings sticks to like whip. Yep. (laughs) Yep, that's what Krampus does too. Yeah, he like whips the the bad bad kids kids. and like, yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. How's that okay? Well, yeah. Somebody's got to whip those kids. Um, That seems crazy though. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, no crazier than anything else, I guess. Well, and I don't, and and I don't know. How would that have to do with the song though? Exactly. I don't know that it does. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And who named it? Did, did uh, I guess Hunter because he wrote the lyrics, right? So I guess I don't yeah. know who who names these songs. But Black Peter is in the lyrics, right? No, 
Just oh, yeah. Peter. Yeah. Just Peter. But not Black Peter. No. Nope. Do you think and it's a, any kind of racial thing? I never got that impression. No, me neither. But that being said, like someone being as poor as that, like, you know, and it's Americana, it just could be yep. discussing the plight of the African-American person. Yeah, and this was written in 69, so, yeah. you know. Much going on, so I don't know who. But it, does, but it doesn't really have that feel to it, like you're saying. It's not like it has the nope. weight of like civil rights or anything like that. You know, it's not like he's addressing right. any issues like that. If even yeah. if it is, I never got that vibe from it. No. Um. Yeah. So okay. So what do you think? What are your thoughts as how as how we went through it? Yeah, I mean, it was it was just it was really uh, I think just how much it focused our eye focused on the vocals and the, it was really a vocal performance and considering the way the instruments drop out effectively sometimes. But that being said, it was also interesting compared to some other sort of Americana tunes that we've done here, the way they stretch it out in the later years a little bit. Jerry was definitely willing to like solo over it and play some crazy shit and let the energy build. Whereas it's not the kind of song that you think that would happen with, but it did. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, you look at the waveform and it's just intense. Yeah, way it, it just builds and builds up and down. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Part of it had a feel to me of like, um, like a BB King song. You know, like you can imagine him like playing guitar yeah. when it's time for him to play guitar, but then when it's time for him to sing, like the band drops way down, you yeah. know, and it's slow. Yeah. So it got that groove to it. Um, it had that feel to me. And, and, and yeah. even in, in the later shows where Jerry's using that boss pedal, it yeah. has like just that BB King sound to me to it. Well, and the way that goes from, I mean, like when the guitar comes in a couple of times, it's almost jarring. Cause he's like, he rips into it right where you're low and every all the instruments are low, and then he like finishes up his verse, or whatever, and then just like rips into in the in the guitar, really pops out. And I think that's kind of like what yeah, you're saying. I, with it, it is, and and it's again, it's one of those deals where he at the ender show, the later shows, the ender shows, <laughs> the, <laughs> the later <endership>. shows, <laughs> where he's back on that distortion pedal and just ripping like old school blues stuff. Yeah. That's like what he's usually doing in the first ones, first versions we listen to. So if you yeah. remember way back to the first, the first one, that February 02, 1970 show mm-hmm. where he's, I, I don't know if it's the SG or what, but it sounds like it. He's just ripping that solo. Yeah. It just sounds awesome. The tone yep. is just insane. Yeah. But it, but it was definitely jarring as to how upfront he's, mm-hmm. he just like, he just starts ripping into it whenever it was so quiet. Yep. And then, Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's a song of uh, the lyrics are great. The um, the just the vibe of it is cool. With that, just that, just like burning, 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 burning. I mean, it's it almost has like a cosmic Charlie feel to it. Yeah. Um, and just like the delivery, the vocal delivery, how it changed, and you know, there's questioned whether or not that is intentional mm-hmm. or or yep. you know whatever, but. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, vocals are great. The groove is great. The when the harmonies came in, it was awesome too. The harmonies are great. It's a it's a an organ showpiece, which we always love. Yep. Yep. Um, 
One thing I could say is like there was never a time where I really felt like um, we never really talked about drums. I mean, except for the one tambourine song, we never really talked <laughs> about the drums. The drums weren't, weren't were not like stand out here. They never really, in my opinion, like they never really figured out really how to well, what they could do. Especially, this is pretty straight ahead. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't think there's much to it. Yeah, and yep. Although in the first one, the first one where he was just playing. Um, brushes that was probably my favorite one and the album version was it the album version or was it bears yeah album version you're right yeah album album version yeah um that's probably my favorite i I don't know if you can pull that off live i don't know if it's like if it would come through the acoustic sets you could like the only acoustic set we listened to was that um 213 which is just jerry and bobby but i know also could have yeah i could have chosen harper college 5270 which we've heard a number of shows songs from that show it's a very famous show i just didn't think that the from the acoustic standpoint it was full band acoustic so there was bass um drums it just didn't i mean it was it was flawlessly performed it just didn't go anywhere special like i felt that just the bobby and jerry thing was a little special on that one so sometimes the show is tiring for me it tires me out i tried it's tiring (laughs) this show yeah recording it it. Yeah. yeah It's a lot of right? work for me all day. Right? Trying to pull it together. Yeah. All right, dude. Anyway, super good. That was a good one. Uh, I like that you're changing it up and thinking about different things to bring to mm-hmm. the table. Super cool. Trying to mix it up. Yeah. You worked all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> Not slaved over a hot podcast. <laughs> hot podcast. <laughs> Very hot. <laughs> Uh, all right all right peace judge not let you be judged